Jim Price, a Jim Price Show daily update. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is September 1st. It's a Friday, 2023. Well, the end of the world as we know it. I know I keep saying that over and over again, but we do see a lot of things coming apart and the wheels on the bus have fallen off a long, long time ago. Sad part of it is a lot of us aren't paying attention as we see that our government is continuing to manipulate things in Maui as well as other places across the globe. I actually came across that yesterday in the and I put that little Google post up there. It's funny how a lot of people are like, Google doesn't own the weather manipulation patent. I'm like, it says Google this number, not Google owns this number. But anyway, uh, the sad part of it is, is that when you go out there and find out that uh, ball, uh, the Ball Corporation, which is the canning jar company that started uh, making munitions back in World War II, suddenly find themselves buying up the British Aerospace and Research Company, then turning out over to the BAE, the Ball Aerospace and Aeronautics or um, Engineering Company. Guys, this is uh, the world you live in, where even something as simple as a canning jar has uh, connections to the industrial war complex that we all think that is absolutely out of control in our globe. We have to be the ones that actually do the research because they're not going to be honest with us. And that right there is, again, this transparency or credibility issue we have with our government. And it's continuing to keep keep getting out of control. But you know why it's out of control? Because we're not standing a post. We're not the centuries of our freedom. We're not pursuing our freedom and making sure and holding these people accountable that are out there doing a lot of things that we can absolutely just see right in front of our face that is absolutely, absolutely nefarious, including the Ukrainian war and other places across this globe where they continue to do this stuff. I do have some special guests with me today, and I'm going to bring them in here so you guys can meet them. Uh, and I will have to say that, uh, Dale, I can see you. Uh, Kaisha, I can see you, but I don't know who the other person is with you. So you guys have to do some introductions. Dale, I'll let you go first. Uh, you're right here next to me. So, Dale, go ahead. Hi, I, I'm Dale Richardson. I'm a mechanical engineering technologist with a Bachelor of Technology um, in Engineering and Applied Sciences from Morf Memorial University of Newfoundland. And I pioneered some research into HVAC infection controls for uh, this COVID pandemic. And I came across um, a distribution system for a biological weapon that was made to look like a random outbreak. It still exists. It was introduced by the CDC in a very clever manner which allows your HVAC system to turn on and work. It's just, it was the instructions were wrong. And uh, that's a huge problem. Yeah. That's an act preparatory living or it's treason. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is, is again, we find these people continuing to lie to us and not giving us the transparency we should have. And including the fact that we can generate, we can concentrate energy out of the ether instead of having to, quote-unquote, buy it from our local utility companies. Uh, Kaisha, I, su- I suppose that you're the one uh, in the bottom left-hand corner, so you'll have to introduce yourself, and then who is your driver there? I didn't know you had a, a, a private driver, so we're not all that lucky. No, I'm just giving you crap. Uh, tell us, tell us, uh, introduce yourself, and tell us who, who you have there with you. 
Uh-oh, we got, you got to turn your microphone on. You got to turn the microphone on. We can read lips, but oh, not that sorry. good. <laughs> That's okay. There we go. Thank you. So, yes, my name is Keisha. Oh, Keisha, um, sorry. It's okay. Everybody gets it wrong. Um, I'm actually with Lauren. I'm Keisha Richardson. I'm with Lauren Cup. Hi. Um, yeah. And uh, the lady, actually, who uh, got us in contact with you, um, she, she's she been in contact with both of us um, for what we're dealing with. So um, I'm Dale's daughter. And uh, I was helping expose improper contagion mitigation in early 2020. Um, I'm an American Indian. I was born in Canada. I worked for the provincial government, had a maximum security prison for the criminally insane, um, and filed OHS complaints, which is the same as OSHA laws here in the United States, based on my father's research, and was persecuted and tortured at my place of employment uh, by rogue members of the government. Um, namely the RCMP and uh, Saskatchewan Health Authority. I fled to the United States um, as an American Indian for safety on October 1st, 2020, and then my father's research, but was uh, tortured by the Department of Homeland Security and Immigration uh, and lawfully in prison. So we'll get into that more, but um, I've been trafficked the last three years, and Lauren can Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I'm from Indiana, and I whistle blew on two child sex trafficking rings. My daughter was molested for seven years, um, and I'm here with Keisha because we fled Indiana due to the persecution we were getting after I turned in uh, Dale's research and right. some other information. Well, isn't that funny that um, suddenly our lives get torn apart or things in our life start coming apart only because you bother to tell the truth? And that right there causes people to hesitate to want to tell the truth. Isn't that kind of how it feels? 100%. Yeah, but, but you got to tell the truth regardless of the consequences. Absolutely. Um, uh, Dale, now, when you were talking about the technology that you uh, you were uh, part of, can you give us a, a, a little bit of an explanation on what that uh, really entails and what it could really mean for humanity? Well, it, it, what it is, is just it, it comes down to the way that they implemented the response. Um, it, the, the diseases, COVID and a number of other diseases are transmitted through aerosols, the tiny little droplets that are hanging out in the air. Like when you go to the dental clinic and you know, drilling your teeth, that mist comes up. Mm -hmm. Or you go in the shower and it's hot, it turns into a mist. Right. Um, so without having the proper um, engineering controls uh, or you're told to do it wrong, you're never going to protect against disease. So you're going to have a bunch of unknown failures and an unknown number of systems that you can't account for. Right. And so if you release a biological weapon, you can make it look like a random outbreak and it would be unsuspecting to the people. You know, it's not obvious sabotage. And so that, it's not going to work. And we see we see biological weapons being unleashed and they're plotting more and this is coming from um you know the cdc themselves of what they're studying in level four labs mm -hmm. and this is available anywhere anybody can find this information wow well as you go through these things i mean i are you able to you know find traction or are they trying to shut you down what, what's the what's the backside of all this I've been trying. They've been trying to shut me down like crazy from the beginning. Um, engineering is a very different science than other ones. It's an applied science. 
So when you see an engineering formula, it's because they tested something in the real world to make sure that it works. And it's actually derived from actual testing of something that works. So example, if you're building a bridge, they use a piece of steel, they bent that steel and, and heated it and destroyed it to come up with the formulas on how you could design a system. Mm-hmm. So when you see that, it represents something that works. Well, what they did is took something that worked and broke it and said, here you go. And they had no justification for it. So the government presented this theory that was unproven mm-hmm. and untested, and it was impossible to work. And so when you get caught like that, um, it's like trying to say two plus two equals five, and it, it's not possible. Right. And so when that came out at the beginning of the pandemic, it would have shut it down because They'd have to answer, government have to answer why they had to commit treason and give a distribute a biological weapon and shut your businesses down and give you all these restrictions. So they didn't like that. Well, I can understand that uh, they don't want the truth being told because they lose control that way. Um, so for you two ladies, now um, uh, you guys were, she was talking about how she was trafficked and, and now you're coming out of Canada you were saying you were being you were being mishandled while you were at work and things like that. What was going on there for you, Keisha? Oh, uh, we got uh, your mic. Mic is muted again. <laughs> there you go. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Um, so when I reported this uh, with my father, um, I instantly was uh, receiving threats from my work and the uh, provincial governing body for my work. Um, my father and I went to. Uh, Court of Queen's Bench at the Times King's Bench now, I suppose, um, for a hearing against the various agencies involved in what was going on. And we were kidnapped in front of the court uh, by six or seven male police officers um, and a woman police officer. Uh, and the sheriff of the court actually came out and assisted and prevented us from going into court for the hearings that day. Uh, I was taken to a facility. Uh, uh, Battleford Union Hospital, and I was interrogated from like eight or nine, or nine or ten a.m. in the morning until like six or seven p.m. in the evening by these uh, seven officers. And um, uh, after that, they took me to. They interrogated me about my father's uh, corporation he founded, as well as his research and uh, what we were going to court for that day. Um, they tried to force a COVID test on me. Um, they told me if I didn't take uh, certain evaluations or answer certain questions that, it, you know, if something happened to me on whatever, on the way to whatever facility they took me to, then they wouldn't be able to protect me. Um, they, uh, yeah, they, they just, uh, just did a bunch of questioning and things like that. And so um, they took me to, uh, eventually, the my place of employment, which was Saskatchewan Hospital, which was the the prison, and um, they held me there for eight days. Uh, I was locked down in a small room for twenty three hours a day. I wasn't able to contact anyone in my family. They told me that they would take me out of province before taking me there to a different place and hold me with criminals, and said I had no rights and I couldn't talk to a lawyer. Um, but they didn't tell anyone where I was uh, uh, when I was being held at my workplace. And um, I was there for about eight days. And, wow. yeah, I wasn't being fed probably anything. Yeah. So um, as, that, as that was happening, though, um, what was your family doing? What was going on behind the scenes? 
So while that was going on, my dad was actually being tortured at um, uh, another facility. Mm -hmm. um, I guess he can go into that. But my grandmother uh, was calling like the RCMP like every day asking, where is my granddaughter? Like, you've gone off with her. You kidnapped mm -hmm. her. Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And um, they were like, oh, no, like you should see her soon. She's. She's fine. We don't know where she is, but she's fine. We tested her for COVID and we let her go. Wow. And my grandmother just kept calling. Yeah. Well, that, that right there. So when I do, I do know that Canada does seem to use a better language for how the police or how the policy officers interact with us, because a lot of Americans just comply. I mean, you guys would be surprised. You guys actually stand up to your government a lot better than we do. Uh, and I see us just, oh, the co you know, cop pulls a gun, everybody puts their hands up, everybody just goes to jail, nobody, oh, we'll get a lawyer, oh, whatever sentencing we take. You guys use words like kidnapping and, you know, torture and things like that, which is exactly what they're doing. I'm not telling you not to use those words, but I, I see Canada, people in Canada standing up for their rights far better than I do a lot of Americans, and you guys are uh, in tyranny all the way up there. So I do applaud you for that. Uh, what, what, uh, how were you able to get out? What was the, what was the, uh, process for where you were able to get back in touch with your family? Um, well, they released me uh, on the eighth day. Um, I guess my dad can talk more to what they were doing, like while I was in there, but mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to do anything. I was, like I said, I was locked down for 23 hours a day and they wouldn't let me contact anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and they weren't trying to force me into more interrogations. And so like, I didn't really have any ability to file anything or do anything. Yeah. Um, it's probably more things that my dad and my grandmother was doing. Maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Okay. I, I, yeah. They let her out because of what they did while I was in there. They had no intention of letting me out. Like I got stripped and strapped to a bed and was drugged against my will of being getting interrogated. I probably should not have been able to come out of there. I was wiped out financially. The house that I was living in was given away. Like I had a, an appearance for court against the RCMP and the people who failed to investigate crime. And they also had a first appearance for a divorce hearing. And so the house I was living in was given the corporate property, custody of my child and all of these things while we were being tortured. And the court actually told the RCMP to prevent me from entering the court the previous day. And they had it actually set up so that they, you know, the health authority said that I was brought in the day before when they showed up in my house and I served them for evading service. And so then shut the door. So then they failed to arrest me, but it demonstrated that they had planned to have me in there beforehand. And so when you give away a child using torture of two adults, that's an aggravated assault, that's human trafficking, and it's a life sentence in Canada. So now they used human trafficking. Now Keisha has nowhere to go because she's renting my basement suite. And she had nowhere to go. So they let her out so that she could be trafficked. And then taken that she was sexually assaulted by Robert Cannon, who was a dual citizen who's now in the state of Texas. She ended up going. I was unaware of this until much later because he coerced her saying, well, I'm not going to help your father stop being tortured. And so she didn't know what to do and was also under the arrest of torture. I ended up sending her to the States because she's an Indian. I'm like, they're trying to kill us. Go to the States. We have family there. You'll be safer with the Constitution. 
to protect you than what we have here in Canada. Well, she got kidnapped at the border on October 1st of 2020 when I sent the evidence of treason against the United States with her. And the Department of Homeland Security came into that information and they were fully aware that uh, there was a biological weapons distribution system that was designed to look like a random outbreak mm -hmm. that was now unleashed and all the everything that a result of that they had full knowledge of what was going to happen and they did nothing and so they transported Keisha to the Mexican border and put her in Pahrump, Nevada right. presumably to probably throw her across the border to New Mexico to get rid of her now think about how coordinated this effort is. But what is the what is the actual? And I'm I'm moving this up for whoever wants to to uh, answer this. But what's the next process? I mean, you got government agencies, you got individuals. Is there any paperwork we can do to find out who was really in charge of all this and who's actually accountable for this type of behavior? I actually traced it out. I have a I had a package that I put to the FBI. Um, multiple times in case and Lauren actually ended up submitting it to the FBI in Indiana and to the Boone County um, Sheriff's Department. After that, like the um, level of uh, retaliation against him just escalated through the roof. I actually have a petition at the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals right now um, through the Crime Victims Rights Act, and because I had a real mandamus in the uh, circuit court, or no, not the circuit court, the district court of uh, South Carolina on the legislation had five days in which to deal with it. They took 275 days. I filed on October 25th of 2022 and Cage did as well, which would have allowed this to come up before the midterms to stop them from using the same treasonous measures implemented, and she failed to do so. And they were hoping that we would get captured or unjustly imprisoned but by god's grace that didn't work mm -hmm. and so i asked for a writ of mandamus um on the attorney general of the united states and the secretary of defense under title 18 usc 175a to request military assistance for biological weapons prohibitions which is appropriate and it's reasonable because that's the only way we can be protected from the crime mm -hmm. is if they do so and because merrick garland and the Secretary of Defense and Biden were the ones who profited from the treason. There's no reason to believe that they would comply without being, without the court forcing them to. Right. And so that's, I, I guess the uh, the number for that is uh, 23-1895 in the Fourth Circuit, which will also be filing to the Supreme Court under Rule 11 for a writ of certiorari to oversee it because 100% of the other courts conceal the evidence of treason. The Supreme Court is probably the only one that actually can deal with it. So when you say that it's treason, um, are you able to, I mean, would you think you'll find satisfaction in the court system that way? Or what, what do you think is going to happen there? Or did the DOJ supposed to pick that up? Well, I mean, the DOJ is really not going to want to do anything to implicate itself. But uh, the Supreme Court is a public court. Right. Um, the American people will see exactly what was done and ask questions why and other people can actually use the information that i put out for them to file their own complaints and go through the courts and any person who doesn't do that you only have one real option when you have a violation of article 3 section 3 of the constitution mm. that's investigate it's the right of the people to have the republic 
Right. The consequence of not investigating it is you lose your republic, and that's unreasonable. No single person has that authority. That's why the founding fathers put it in the Constitution, because right. it says we the people. And so if somebody limits that, then they're a traitor and they have to be dealt with. And any law enforcement that wants to uphold the Constitution can do so. And there's a lot of means within the Constitution for to deal with things like this. People just need to exercise their rights. Well, now think about when you say that we we have to exercise our rights, but in a lot of ways, I mean, we should never have had to exercise it because the the due diligence or the um, what do you call it, the checks and balances of the government, which is supposed to be there, which was put there by we the people. Uh, that should have stuff all should have been very automatic, but you actually have to go in and be a lawyer yourself, create all this documentation just to you know what get the government to do what they were supposed to do all along. This is the part where it really uh, it really floors me that I have seen a lot of these lawsuits. I, I'm working with a lady who is actually suing the government to stop using MK Ultra and uh, the pro thing. Uh, I can't think of what it is. The, the FBI has a, a version of it, and the CIA has a version of a propaganda machine that they use directly against the, the American people. And she's actually won lawsuits against them, but she has to keep going back and suing them for these individual acts because they won't stop in general that she has to ask them to stop individual tasks they're doing. So we have agencies in our our country right now that are doing horrible things uh, through mind manipulation to us, but yet we're telling our government to stop using our money to manipulate us because we don't want to be manipulated. But then we have to use our money to sue them to stop using our money. Does that, you see how this is like a death spiral. We just can't seem to get out of this whole thing. Yes, I, I do. The, the the one thing is is that the crime that's defined in the Constitution is the tre- is treason, mm-hmm. and uh, because the COVID pandemic was used as treason, this we're not actually using the civil courts. What we're actually doing is using the criminal courts, and we're using the Constitution as the justification, which is the supreme law of the land. So every person who's been harmed by the treason is actually a victim of the treason and can complain whether it was human trafficking that was exasperated by COVID, whether it was the shots, whether you lost your job, whatever the case may be, whatever they're pushing in the schools that's increased because of COVID is now tied to the treasonous activity. Right. So what it does is it allows people to connect themselves to the evidence and file criminal complaints. And when the law, if the law enforcement doesn't investigate, you start going up through the courts. It ties every person together where they can't isolate it and ignore. And then <clears throat> it puts pressure on the people and allows the other people who are, say, doing example, the tactical service and working with the constitutional sheriffs, mm-hmm. they start getting indictments. And then the guys who are doing the precinct strategies, putting pressure on the dirty politicians and censuring them out and the people bringing this to light everywhere. And that's really it. It's putting the hand, power back in the hands of the people after a lot of people have done a lot of things wrong mm-hmm. to deprive them of their rights. And not only is it just in the United States, because your country and my country, they were in bed together, helping each other overthrow each other's country. And that's a no-no. Now you're like committing acts of war by unleashing biological weapons against other countries. Right. And not, none of our people want to provoke war with another country. Like, we don't. Well, I mean, think about that. It's like you don't. You have to make those stands again. I I know that I I preach about this. This is my this is my area. This is my wheelhouse where I really get in. When anytime I do public speaking, I don't care if it's for 
health. I don't care if it's spiritual. I don't care if it's a constitutional event. If it's a voter integrity event. Um, I, I start with God-given enable rights. That God gives us the power that it limits the government with the Constitution. That we don't ask about our powers from a man or from a leader, but we get our power from God, and they are our public servants. And if we don't start resonating that sound, we start saying that sound, start banging that sound, start doing that over and over again. It's never going to come back to us in the echo effect of the better, you know, butterfly effect, right? We can what little flap of a wing a butterfly can uh, do here can cause a tsunami on the other side of the world. We have to be mindful that we have to t- keep talking about this and push this out there. But the sad, sad part is that we're not doing it enough. We're not, we're not standing our guard, right? We're not being good sentinels to our freedom, and we have to be the ones that pursue that uh, to get them back in line. And I make this statement all the time. Even if I fixed everything that was wrong with our elections this moment right now, there's somebody out there trying to find a weakness in that solution to then subvert the vote. So, again, the battle for freedom and liberties and our government to get out of our lives has to go until the day we die. We, if we ever, we ever quit, we ever give up, well, our silence is compliance, and that means we agree with what they're doing. Um, for you guys, uh, and Acacia, uh, I wanted to bring you in here. Um, what are you doing now? What's going on for you? What's, what's happening in your life? That, uh, what, what's, what's, are they still coming after you? Um, so, uh, yes, the, uh, like I said, um, well, my dad said we, Lauren and I, uh, I went to assist her in court, um, as a witness to what she was going through. I guess she can explain that. Um, and we received very bad retaliation. Maybe you want to just explain what happened. Yeah. So short version. Uh, so I whistle blew on two child sex trafficking rings. My daughter was molested for seven years. Um, and then uh, a year later, the guy broke the protective order back on October the 15th of 2022. The police did nothing. Um, the woman spat in my face and they recommended no charges be filed. Um, so then I get a phone call that I had a misdemeanor warrant out for my arrest and I have no criminal history. Um, the cops basically set up a circumstance for them to take my children. I was at the park in a bikini with my kids and a man came up in an unmarked car and he wasn't clothed in police uniform and approached me and just said, Hey, Hey. And I'm like, I don't have to talk to you. I thought we were getting kidnapped. So, um, I ultimately got surrounded by 22 police officers, male. Um, they held an AR 15 to my head, a barking dog two feet away from my face. They took me to jail, uh, the hospital first drugged me and then told me if I didn't give them a statement, they were going to put my kids in foster care. Um, so they took my kids um, and then they took me to jail, transported me on a warrant that was actually expired. Um, so then I had uh, to go to Child Protective Services Court, so family court, and then I had a, to go to criminal court. So Keisha went with me to the Child Protective Services Court um, and they would not allow her to be a witness. They threatened us with arrest at the court Keisha called the police while we were in the courtroom the judge is the same judge that's presiding over the criminal case over the family matter Keisha told her that she needs to recuse herself because she has a vested interest in the case and then we had already filed the criminal complaints like Dale said um so some of those people that were supposed to testify against me she was actually one of them was the lead investigator on the criminal case complaints mm-hmm. so it was all intertwined 
So we ended up calling the police on the police in the courtroom. Um, and then she told us she was going to arrest us. We left, spoke to the police. The next day, we were supposed to have the criminal hearing. They locked us out, out of the criminal hearing and said that there was not going to be a hearing. Um, so I said, well, why do I have a paper that says there's going to be a hearing? She said, well, there's no pretrial hearing for it. They actually made a ruling without us being there. We called the police again, thankfully. So there is documentation that we were there, in fact. Right. Uh, and we did try and go into the courtroom. Uh, they, the judge made a ruling without me being present and they locked us out. And then um, and then, yeah, they said that they'd be giving the information to the FBI and uh, Cat and RCMP in Canada because what was happened, um, and I'm not sure if they did or not, but um, we ended up doing that. They also ended up telling Lauren that oh, they were going to re revoke her bond because she reported called the police on the police. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. so they couple did of... revoke my bond because I called the police on the police. Cu couple yeah, of I'm things there that you that you missed the. Before any charges were ever filed, the lead prosecutor, the prosecutor in the case, his name is Brent Eaton, was yes. reported by Lauren for being involved, his involvement in the child sex trafficking rings. And Correct. so after that, then the charges came, which was retaliation for his exposure. Next of all, the, the judge had the people who tortured Lauren inside of the courtroom using them as witnesses, violating her rights completely whatsoever, and then tried to isolate her to be around the people who tortured her, bringing her through that duress under the circumstances of them stealing her children. Right. Now, this is explicitly child trafficking, and the judge is involved and won't recuse herself at the evidence of treason and child trafficking, which she was already reported for, and began to use the court to go after not only just Lauren, but her witness, Keisha, which is not what a judge can do and continue to did they use armed sheriffs to l prevent her from entering the courtroom to defend herself in a criminal matter. That's that's I don't even know what to say other than treason. You can't do that. Yeah. You have rights that are there and the rights were taken away and someone needs to restrain these judges that are now being used primarily to traffic human beings to commit treason to conceal all kinds of crimes with the doctrine of judicial immunity that doesn't even exist. And sorry, yeah. I don't believe you have a right to kill anybody, rape anybody, traffic a child, or overthrow a country because you sit in a black robe. Forget that noise. Absolutely. No, that's spot on. And the sad part of this is, is that you guys understand the black robe rep representation of the, uh, the British accreditated register portion, right? You guys understand how that works? So that bar yeah. associated to attorneys or British accredited registered attorneys, which goes back to the city of London uh, and the Vatican as well. So a lot of the stuff we've been screwed around on is so bad. It's unbelievable. Uh, the amount of, um, uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, collusion when you, or Rico or how do you want to call it? Because they're all in on it. They all know what's going on. It's not like it's something that they just invented yesterday. Uh, that's a sad, sad part. Um, well, so what's, uh, okay. How do we get a hold of you guys? I guess we haven't really, did we go over that in the beginning? How do we get, how are we able to find you if we wanted to help you out or, or we had some resources for you? What, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Well, I, we have a, uh, you can go to dsrcarisconsulting.com forward slash the Karis project, um, or find me on Twitter or you can find the Karis project on Twitter. The links are there, Kate. 
I mean, I've got D at DJS Richardson on Twitter, True Social and Getter. Um, there's all of that information. I guess the Karis Project has uh, a Rumble channel. Right. I guess Cation and and Lauren can give out their their stuff okay. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, you can reach the um the Karis Project uh the K A R I S um on Rumble uh Twitter BitChute. Um, that's where we, we have a podcast and it's actually named after my sister, Kara. She's four. They kidnapped her as well. Uh, when she was 16 months old, we haven't seen or heard from her since. So we, I made this podcast to kind of, um, help people who experience the same things like us and give them a voice. Uh, anyone who experienced crimes that were exacerbated by this pandemic, the improper mitigation of it, maybe you had your kids trafficked, your house stolen, or you were forced jabbed or lost your job or your business or had a family member die. Um, we uh, we try to give them a voice on there and my father tries to help them on the back end make some complaints. Um, you can also, if you would like to support us, you can go to switch to USA forward slash save our children or save, save the, the children. children, save the children. Um, so that we can stop uh, sending our uh, dollars to corporations who are actively involved in this trafficking of humans and children and um, that and just get ourselves out of that system. And then and then you can reach me on Twitter at IN like Indiana and then advocate underscore 2009. And it's got a bio with all my links on there as well. Um, so for you guys, when you think about what you guys have in the future here, what's, what's coming up or what's going on now that we can plan to, you know, follow up with you guys on what's going on there? I guess right now we're just trying to reach the people, get this information in the hands of the people. We're also raising money. Like I said, we have the Patriot products where people can donate. There's a gift, send, go in a donor box on the Karis Project webpage. Or they can support us because we're also using Make Honey Great Again to help get this information in the hands of the J6ers and those who've been trafficked. And uh, if you know if you want to support one of those ways, that's great. Get the information out. We're also teaching people how to use um, the the courts and actually to take back their country because when you really look at it, the court is just another battleground. Right. Yes, the courts, they may have the black robes, but those courts belong to the people. And those people are squatting in courts that belong to the American people. Right. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether you wear the black robe or not, you're physically present in the United States of America. Therefore, Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution applies to everyone. Right. And so no amount of deception or anything can allow that to happen. So either they follow the constitution or you get rid of the guy that's squatting in your court and that's really it and so they the precision gets given up and those who enforce the law will come ahead and arrest them and that's really the whole point but the people need to start putting the pressure on those who are blocking the way for them to get exercise their god-given rights and so that's really what we're teaching people to do connect yourself to the evidence pull together with everybody while still doing what you're already doing for yourself. You don't have to go and do what the guy next door is. Just connect yourself to that, and everybody can pull together and get these dirty criminals that are stealing and raping our children out of the positions of power. Absolutely. 
No, that's good stuff, man. I, I hate to see that this is what we're doing. John Kennedy says, surrounded by 22 cops because you guys are so big and bad and dangerous. Talk about off-the-cuff justice based on the two-tier injustice system. So uh, that's the comments we're getting in right now. So that's – and, guys, people really understand this, and especially with my show. We talk about this all the time. Uh, I've got swatted twice. Um, I have been ran through the system. I was given a plea deal, which should have been a misdemeanor. Uh, the judge changed it to a felony, and uh, that's just what they do because it's their world, and we, we're the victims a lot of times. And no matter how much money I threw at it, I never got the justice. And so it wasn't a matter of resources at that time. I drained everything I had at my time at that time to defend myself, and this is what they do to just common people. I ran for office. You know, I just wanted a $12,000-a-year job being a state senator. That's all Kansas pays their state senators, by the way. Um, and... I, I lost it all. So this is what they do, guys. This is what they come after you for. I understand what you guys are going through. Uh, like I said, what do you, do you guys have any events coming up or things? Now, you said you were doing the uh, different things with different fundraisers and things like that. But what events do you have coming up where maybe people can support that or be a part of this and, and feel like they can talk about this with common people? You guys got anything coming up? So, okay. Um, Dad, why don't you uh, – do uh, do you want to tell them about the uh, the march for the children? Yeah. Well, I, I know in Canada they're having the uh, Million Man March. I believe it's on the twentieth of uh, uh, September across Canada. And uh, you know, it'd be nice if people in the United States showed solidarity for the children because, I mean, it's not just for the children here in Canada; it's for the children in the United States and across the world. And you know, I mean, we've been living under tyranny, and it's it's far worse here than it is over there. But what's happening here is going to be coming to your doorstep. And uh, I think that we all need to stand together for the children, because, like, at the end of the day, when this stuff was going on at the beginning of my research, I wrote something down last year, because I didn't know whether or not I was going to see my daughters ever again, whether I was going to live or die. But at the end of the day, the work needed to be done. And, uh, you know, this is for God, my country, our countries, my fellow men, for our children. Mm. And if we can't do those things for those things, then what are we here for? Yeah. And I'm going to say to a lot of men, we need to start finding our testicles again. Oh. Because there's too many women that are standing there in the gap, getting destroyed, while men are hiding like cowards. And I, I that drives me nuts. There's not enough men in this fight. I need to step up and start you know, putting their money where their mouth is. And if you're a coward, go to God. He'll fix that for yeah. you. Gideon was a coward. Man, he let God be fix that. The government and the food and the environment and the emasculation of men has really has castrated so many men that what you're saying to them actually sounds weird. They don't really know what to say when you're saying, oh, find your nuts, boys. Get out there and do something. Give them a tug and find out where they're at because – we don't get this. Like I, 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 it floors me to death. I stand there, and I literally, I literally will tell a woman, "Get your hand off the door." That is my job, and they just get so flustered with themselves because they can't help their training but to grab their own door handle. It's like you know, I'm standing right here. I can do this for you, and I would like to be gracious enough to be able to open the door for you as my respect for you. But yet we, we've we've got women who believe they got to open the door first. We got men who stand there and let them do it. Or men that let women drive their cars. Men, if you're not driving the car you're in, well, go get the surgery and cut it off. I'm tired of watching you guys act like men, but you're not men. If your woman is driving you around, if you have not, if you're not leaving a surgery center, 
then you need to have your ass behind the wheel. That's the only thing. That's the only time I want to hear about you didn't drive, is that when you were too loopy from the anesthesia, from getting your thing cut off. I guess would be the only time I could agree with that you don't want to drive your own. I hey, I had surgery done. I had a vascular surgery done that they had to go up through my nose and everything, and I tried to drive home, and that's just how I am because I, I'm the man. That's my job. And you ask anybody who rides with me, drives with me, uh-uh. You could go enjoy that, that, that seat over there. I'm going to do the driving because this is how it works. And, guys, I know that sounds really stupid, but it starts there. But uh, we got we got to get men who actually act like men and stand in the gap and be the men we need them to be. And women, when men stand up, say, you know what? I like it when you stand up. You want a man who stands up all the time? Every time he does any little thing that makes him stand up or look like he's standing up, if you say, man, you look strong when you stand up, I just – there's nothing I want more than to see you stand up. Your man will walk through brick walls for you all day long, women, if you bother to just pat him on the head and tell him that they are man. That's it. That's all we need to do out this amazing stuff for women. But, guys, you know, you want to sit in the passenger seat and let your woman drive around, and then you wonder why you don't get sex all the time? Well, that's on you, buddy. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. So... Anyway, that's my that's my sex talk for the day. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on. I don't want to offend anybody, but uh, yeah, Lee, I, you got me on roll roll there. It's Friday afternoon. I'm gonna run my mouth a little bit. Uh, you guys got we got about ten minutes here. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys want to do about what What do we gotta do? What, what what where can we get involved? Uh, Dale, you gave me got me all fired up about men. Uh, what can we do, women? Why don't you guys, women down there, tell women how to treat men? Something cheer us on here. Uh, I see both of you smirking down there, so you got lots of things going through your head. Uh, tell us something. So tell us what. Tell men, women from the women. Tell men, be great. You guys go for it. It's on you. So I, I think for sure it starts with the home and fathers. Yeah. Um, I had a, I think an exceptional dad. I always say that my dad is the best, and I think it's fair to say it's not just bias based on, especially the way we've seen men behave these last few years these last while and unfortunately most men don't even do what uh, my father's done and i'm so grateful and blessed to have that mm -hmm. but i think in women really need to go back to respecting their fathers and their brothers and the men in their lives because there is a protection that they can provide that's not just physical it's also mental and that women don't really understand because of the programming and feminism and satanic agenda that's really just been pushed on us for so long um you know i tell people all the time we like women think it's just physical but when my father talks to men through the phone with me i've had seven officers run away from me, even seven uh, marshals <laughs> and like uh, court people government people because men um from what i understand from my dad men can read circumstances and they understand different aspects of conversation you used to always tell me Keisha men play chess women play checkers mm -hmm. just remember that you're at a disadvantage when you speak to men not because you're stupid but because you're looking at one thing in the conversation and an emotional aspect which is fine God made us that way mm -hmm. so that we can nurture children right and then men look at the circumstances and other things and I think if more women um trust their fathers and the men in their lives the good men they will have more protection. We won't have as much hell and trauma to, to suffer through because even though I suffered through a lot of this and Lauren, having men like my father around has prevented 
us from dying from literal worst things happening that I would never have been able to mitigate by myself. I would have never been able to understand or even start looking in that direction. I think women look at outcomes just like men do, but in from a very different angle, which makes a difference. I tell my dad, I told you we were going to, I told you that was going to happen. He's like, Keisha, I've been telling you, I knew this was going to happen. I need to find out how I needed to see the motive. And it, and that would also determine when it would happen, how it would happen. And all these other things that he had to mitigate that I didn't think about. And I didn't care because I was like, I see the outcome. He's like, no, all the details are important. So I would just really encourage women um, to go back to a more traditional way of being respecting God at the forefront of our lives and then our fathers and having and men and having a man in our life that does the same trust God. And because a man who trusts God and loves God and respects him will do the same for you and your family. And he'll go to the ends of the earth and risk it all for for salvation, for the salvation, not just of himself, but for others. And it will be very selfless. And I've experienced that. I don't want to be, I'll land my plane here pretty much, but you know, I tell people all the time I was trafficked as a kid um, for three years. I was a permanent ward of the crown. My father got me back after three years um, by himself. And my whole life, I always thought, you know, my dad could do it all because he took up the guy, he went against the government and he won. And 20 plus years later, they're doing it to him again with me and my little sister. And he's gone to the ends of the earth and back. Um, so I know that God, God can do anything. And so, yeah, yeah I would say that. And you learn. That's, oh, some, I'd say that's some wisdom right there, girls. Keep going. Keep going. I, yeah, I like it. Keep going. Good job. Oh, I'd say we got to find the good men first, because I think me and Keisha have accomplished a lot more than most men have or what they call to be men in the last three weeks. Well, yeah, only by the grace of my dad, though, because <laughs> yeah. we're going by his advisory. Right. We never have gotten this done by ourselves. And I think a lot of women, we no. go after it alone because we are alone and we right. don't have people like my dad around we're lucky to we're blessed not lucky we're blessed to but yeah. women who go at it alone a lot of like my dad said a lot of women are the ones in the fight right now standing up and men aren't and then that's how we get ourselves into trouble because right. we don't have the solution it's why so many of us are still being trafficked because women are the ones standing up not men we literally cannot dig ourselves out of this hole yeah yeah it's awful it is awful. i can't even handle the physical strain that my dad goes through every day i know i'm like i don't know how you do it dale right <laughs> i would have done beat my head against the wall 10 times well but yeah see, that's I why literally... men are good at that part and the girls are good at their part if we stay in our that's lane right. he be, he's the man you're the woman woman does the woman thing man does the man thing and then all of a sudden it's so powerful that the direction can't be changed, right? Because we're working together. Right. We're not undermining each other. We're not, you know, saying, oh, honey, I sunk the ch- shrunk the kids. I'm a dullard scientist. I don't know how to save my own children. <laughs> the society has torn us apart, right? But if women say, you know what? I like it when you're out there fighting for those kids. You know what that man's going to do? He's going to fight for them kids even harder. And every day he's going to wake up and do it because that's all it takes for men. And I wish women would understand that women, men will walk on a thousand miles of broken glass if you just simply ask him to and mean it. Not in a selfish way, not in a self-centered way, but just mean it because it means the most to you and men will do that. You have just confirmed that just because your father is there, he's the backstop. Yeah, you're out here doing all this, all these things. But he's the—he's what you fall back to. He knows that you're—he's you, got your back, and you keep moving forward. And he's that guy that's always there to keep you balanced and centered. 
That's a great, great thing. And his wisdom, I mean, this guy's this guy's killing it with wisdom right now. So go back to him. And yes, sometimes it doesn't work. That in your brain, you're like, this doesn't work. This isn't how I want to do it. But you know what? If he's if he's wanting you to do something, he's doing it because he knows what the outcome and what the best part of it will be for you. So sometimes just trust that judgment. Be the right people. And that guys, I'm going to end it with this. And before we get you out of here, I, I say this on the show, and I want you guys to be a part of it. Your future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart is in the right place every single day, being better than it was the day before. And that's how simple it is. If you're making sure that your heart is where it needs to be and you're doing the right thing inside of here and you're doing things selflessly, not because it brings glory to you, not because it lines your pocket with zeros, but at the end of the day, it's because it makes the world a better place. How can you be wrong with that, right? It's just that simple. And you guys are putting your heart out there. You guys are doing the right thing. Dale, thanks for being a man, man. I appreciate that. I do. I really do. I've never met you before, but... Uh, you're a solid dude, and that's what it takes. Now, is he perfect? Did he walk on water before he got on this Zoom call? No. Uh, only Governor Kemp and the Georgia election and Jesus are the only two perfect things on earth. Um, Governor Kemp will tell you that they had the most perfect election in Georgia, and how dare you question him. In fact, he's suing people right now for bothering to say how imperfect it was. And, you know, these are the things we deal with in life. So understand that, uh, Dale, I appreciate you, man. You are a great man. Hang in there. Uh, you girls... Keep up the fight. Listen, this is what it's about. And if anything you do, don't stop talking about it. I don't care if you are not doing as much, but just talking, bending the ear of anybody who will listen. And even if they don't want to listen, you're still planting the seeds of knowledge, whether they listen or not. Passive uh, listening is actually a big thing. And when I talk on the airplane, I talk as loud as I can. And everybody's like, why is that guy talking so loud? What's he talking about over there? Oh, he's talking about copper. Putting copper in your diet so that you don't get gray hair. He's talking about your health. He's talking about this. He's talking about Jesus. He's talking about what? Freedoms and liberties? That guy is crazy. Why? Because I want everybody to hear it, and I don't want to give up or give in, right? So that's what we have to do. So, Dale, thank you so much for what you're doing out there. Girls, uh, keep the smiles on. That keeps them wondering what you're doing all the time, right, so they don't know what you guys are up to. Right. Um, closing words, Dale, before we get you out of here. Yeah, like I said, you know, we need to get in the fight with men. We need to start coming back to our families. We need to do what's right. I mean, that's really it. We got to come together. This is the line in the sand. We got to do this for our kids because these people are coming for our children. I see it happening everywhere. So I think that we really need to dig in and, uh, you know, find God if you have to. Find something. Look at your family, your children, whatever means something for you. And say, is this worth losing? Because if you don't fight for it today, there's going to be no tomorrow. And so we got to do this and we got to stand together, especially here in Canada and in the United States. The line in the sand is drawn here because we're so tied together. We need to make the stand here now so that we can make sure that the rest of the world is safe. Because everybody's looking at the United States to, to fix this. Right. And if my country goes down, you guys are going to have a really hard time because uh, we've got, we're so tied together. We can't let that happen. Well, and think about that in real time. I mean, you said that we're tied together. Uh, guys, as a republic, if one of us is offended, we're all offended. If one of our votes have been lost, they've all been lost. If one child has been taken, they've all been taken. And if we don't start coming together in that way as Americans, as patriots, as God and country people first, our, we don't have a goal. We haven't even read our own user's manual. When's the last time everybody read the Constitution all the way through? you got to know what your user's manual says. All right, girls, give us some uh, words of wisdom before we get you out of here. 
So I just say share this video out. You guys get the information out. We'll keep uh, spreading our information and getting it out there. Um, but that's the biggest thing is to uh, share this out and get this out to other people. Because the more people that are aware, the more attention it will draw and the more people will stand up. Because like Dale said, I mean, the next day it could be your guys' kids. Um, or if you cut your grass wrong and somebody calls CPS, it could be your kids and they could be having your kids taken. So it can happen to anybody and standing behind the Constitution is the key of that. And that is our rights. Um, and they cannot change those. So stick by those. And I encourage everybody to do so. I would say um, I agree for sure. And I would say that whenever you see a woman and children suffering in a, an egregious way, just understand that they're doing worse to a man to make it happen. Yeah. Um, if we want to give children and women their rights back, we need to give fathers and, and men their rights back so that they can step in the positions to protect us and take their authority and responsibility back. Yeah. We need to stop taking it from men where it's due because we're putting this burden on ourselves and making ourselves weak and um, weak and vulnerable to people yeah. who are predators. I saw an interview with a man who was a predator and said that um, the first thing he looks for is a child without a father. Yep. And then someone who doesn't have God in the home and then the children who will have friends who are just like them because they'll groom the friends naturally to be like that. So, um, yes, uh, we have to respect men as well and their rights, but we have to understand that you have to exploit men in a very egregious way and even traffic them too in order to traffic the women and children so let's work together and be united um under god and the constitution and go back to the way that things were meant to be like you said our inalienable rights that we're endowed by our creator yep. to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness for all thank you guys thank you so much for that everybody uh hang in there if you guys have any updates or whatever don't hesitate to come back we'll get you back on and uh, this is the story we guys, we guys have to tell often. And like I said, never stop telling your story because that's what they want to do. Your silence is compliance. So when you guys shut up, they won. And that's all it takes, that one time to make you hesitate. And that's why they send all the big guys with the badges and the big bang guns. Pew, 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 pew. So because they are heroes. <laughs> well, yeah, they've ruined that, haven't they? All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to get you out of here, and uh, we'll get you back on soon, okay? Thank you so much. Hey, Have a good one. All right, guys. Bye-bye. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, guys, imagine that. We got another crime right in front of our face where our government uses your tax dollars to hurt people, and we should be better than that. Uh, what a great bunch of guests, we, uh, guest uh, comments we had today. So thank you guys so much for being here. Susan, uh, you want me to come down and go grocery shopping with you in Oklahoma? You just let me know. I'll come flying down there, and I will drive my truck down there, and I will go grocery shopping with you in a minute. Don't worry about that at all. Uh, Rebecca Wells, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, John Kennedy and others were here as well. Thank you guys for all you do and all the donations that we get quite often here at the Jim Price Show. You guys have always been the answer, and remember that you guys are the power that your constitution limits the government because they are your public servants. Remember, the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government, the more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line, hold fast. You're not give up, you're not give in. We will win, I promise, and I'll make promises I can't keep. You've always been the answer. You guys have always been the power. Stand up for what you know. Understand your constitution. That is where your power comes from. It limits them, but not limits you. Uh, that's about it for me, guys. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys on Tuesday because we got the Labor Day weekend on Monday. All right, guys, we'll see you. Bye-bye.